Hello and welcome to a new episode of Unscripted, the Cardiac Hill podcast. I'm your host, Corey Cohen. Uh, This will not be a super long episode uh, because, uh, you could say fortunately if you're a Pitt fan, uh, there's not a whole ton to talk about. Uh, The Panthers easily took care of the job on Saturday. They defeated New Hampshire at Heinz Field. The final score, 77-7. It was triple sevens. It's a jackpot on the uh, slot machine, but the Panthers did their job and they got a huge victory, never a doubt, against New Hampshire. So we'll be talking a little bit about that, the upcoming game against Georgia Tech, uh, because that, of course, is going to be the big matchup. But uh, if if you want to hear some hot takes, not really going to hear much in this episode. Maybe last week's episode, if you go back uh, and listen to that one. Uh, you can hear some hot takes there. Uh, as a reminder, um, you can always search wherever you get your podcasts for Cardiac Hill and subscribe to the podcast, and uh, that way you'll get the episodes delivered right to you. Uh, you know They'll download, and you can listen to them anytime, anywhere. Um, so anywhere, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, any of those places, just search for Cardiac Hill and subscribe to the pod, or you can listen to it on CardiacHill.com, of course. Uh, so yeah, in this episode, we will be talking about the Pitt-New Hampshire game, and if it means anything, I mean, the big question is, does this mean that they're back on track after getting the huge victory over New Hampshire? I'll say one thing, it, it means that the hot seat doesn't get any hotter, it means that the tempers cool off a little bit, it means that that the boiling point that things seem to be hitting, everything just settles down. Just a little bit, just for a little while, and you know, for seven days, maybe six days, and then you go from there. If they, if this game had even been close, that would have been a huge problem. That would have been uh, pretty catastrophic for Pat Narduzzi, and the Pitt fans would have been losing their minds, and understandably so. But because they took care of business, they got the job done. Uh, you really don't have to worry too much about that in particular. Um, now overall, how much can you take away? Not much. I mean, I spoke about, uh, this pit football team after week one, when they played UMass and also in that episode, I was saying, how much can you take away from this? How much weight can you put in to how the team played against uh, a school like UMass, not known for their football? And my answer in that episode was not much because... Yeah, it's just not the same level of competition that they're going to be playing for the rest of the season. So because of that, I just don't think that you can have any big pronouncements or say, oh, this team's back or, oh, this player's great or anything like that, just because it's New Hampshire. And again, that's not going to be how uh, the, the type of opponent that Pitt is going to be playing moving forward for the rest of the season. Uh, that said, obviously... It's much better to have a dominant game where you can't take much away than a weaker game where you look at things and say, oh, is this going to be a problem? Is that going to be a problem? And you're looking for things to take away. So this is this is a much better scenario, certainly, than the alternative. I mean, Pitt's offense looked phenomenal. Like, they could have scored 100 points easily if they wanted to, if they kept the starters out there. They probably kept the starters out there a little too long, but... Overall, it was fine as long as no one's injured. Uh, not a huge deal. But yeah, if they kept the starters out there, they could have easily scored 100 uh, without a doubt. And so 
it was obviously a huge performance for the offense. The defense played great. They allowed one touchdown uh, in the second quarter, and that was it. And they, you know, they did everything that they needed to do. Just every person really out there did what they needed to do. Uh, it doesn't mean any grand thing, but they were able to get the job done. Uh, so, I mean, you look at the starters, they all looked good. Uh, Kenny Pickett, uh, he had a monster game again, and a lot of credit to him because after that game against Western Michigan, he got hurt in the middle of the game. He came back out there, and he played his his butt off and just had came just so much heart with Kenny Pickett. And then he comes out, and after that game, obviously Pitt loses to Western Michigan, and there's a lot of doubt, there's a lot of skepticism, there's a lot of anger going around, not at him, but about the program in general, about the head coach and offensive coordinator that he's got really good relationships with, and, you know, he's sort of playing with house money this season. He didn't have to come back. He could have gone to the NFL last season. I don't know how high he would have been picked, but he could have gone to the NFL and taken a shot. He decided to come back. And at any point this season, he could, if he wanted to, say, you know what, that's it, I'm done, I'm going to prepare for the NFL draft, and that'll be it. And that's fully his right. Now, after the Western Michigan loss, that, even though he had a great performance, that was an embarrassment for the program, and you could have certainly seen a scenario where he would have come out and said, you know what, I got hurt in that last game, it made me concerned about what if the next time I'm out for a year, I tear an ACL, it hurts my draft stock, uh, or say, hey, I'm just not fully 100%, I want to, you know, I don't want to put myself out there, and he could have not played the rest of the season, and people would have understood, and that would have been fine, but to his credit, he is ride or die with this program till the end of this season, till the end, uh, you know, as long as he possibly can play here, and yeah, again, it was against New Hampshire, but he threw 400 yards and five touchdowns and no interceptions. So just a really good performance from Kenny Pickett overall. Uh, in the running game, Israel Abanaconda, uh, he obviously, I think he got one carry against Western Michigan. And there was some speculation, well, will he leave the program? Does he feel undervalued? Why aren't they using him more? Well, they used him in this uh, game against New Hampshire. And on 13 carries, he got 75 yards. That's almost six yards a carry. And he got a touchdown. So nice for, for Izzy Abanaconda to go out and have a game that sort of reminds people, but really reminds himself. Even more than the coaches, just reminds himself what he's capable of doing. And then you would hope what he can do moving forward. And so we'll see if that is in fact the case. But, uh, you know, certainly if he is in the zone, if he finds a rhythm, he should be able to be Pitt's best quarterback. He's got all the talent. He's got the size. That's who the Pitt coaching staff really needs to make sure can be a number one. And so having this great performance against New Hampshire, obviously helpful. And then in the receiving court, Jordan Addison, yet again, just showed that he is a monster talent. Uh, he had six catches for 179 yards. That's 39, uh, excuse me, that is 30 yards per carry, just about. Three touchdowns. Seems to be the best pit wide receiver since Tyler Boyd, which is high praise, especially if you saw what Tyler Boyd did for uh, the Bengals game on Sunday. 
where he just looked like vintage, you know, Pitt Panther Tyler Boyd. Jordan Addison has so much talent. He is so good. Pitt is lucky to have him, and once again, he had a phenomenal performance against New Hampshire. Uh, the defense as a whole, they just looked very good, and there's really not much more that you can say about it because it's New Hampshire, but they they did their job, and they looked good. Uh, one performance that I did want to point out, because the starters got pulled early in this game. Obviously, they had a massive lead, but one performance that uh, that stuck out, not just to me, but also to the ACC, because he got uh, some Rookie of the Week honors, was running back Rodney Hammond, a uh, freshman out of Virginia Beach, who came in, subbed in, after they pulled the starters. He had 17 carries for 100 yards. That's about 6 yards per carry. And he had 3 touchdowns. That is a huge performance from Rodney Hammond. And... You never know. I mean, with the running back position, as people see in the NFL and has become sort of just widely known that running backs, you just sort of recycle through them quickly. You're not great for too long. And while that's not exactly the same case in college football, uh, you certainly can understand that, uh, that there's not the same problem with having too many running backs as there is having too many quarterbacks. Is the saying, oh, if you've got two quarterbacks, you've got none. That's not the case with the running backs. You want to be able to have two or three running backs uh, that can get the job done for you. And so Pitt has Israel Abanaconda, and they have Vincent Davis. It would not hurt to be able to have uh, one more, and who knows if it was just because it's New Hampshire, but Rodney Hammond looked really good out there. And so I don't know if he'll be able to do much for the team and for the offense this season, but certainly moving forward, it's nice to know that you've got a player on the roster who has a lot of talent, and uh, and you wonder if he's able to really contribute, like I said, this season and beyond. This season would certainly be interesting because no one expected it whatsoever, but he did have that huge game on Saturday. But ultimately, as I said, it's New Hampshire. There's not too much that you can take away from it. The big test is going to be this weekend against Georgia Tech. Because Georgia Tech is surprisingly good. I think a lot of us heading into the season thought this would be maybe Pitt's easiest ACC win. This is going to be one of the toughest ACC games that Pitt is going to have. Um, This is going to really be the second test of the season. The first test was Tennessee. They passed that test. Uh, The Western Michigan game wasn't a test. I guess you could say it was more like a pop quiz. And Pitt failed miserably. But this is a test, and everyone knows it at this point, because Georgia Tech uh, is not waiting in the bushes. They have announced themselves as a pretty good football team this year. And again, it's surprising, but it's not like they're going to sneak up on the Panthers come Saturday. This is a team that they know has talent and can win games. We didn't think so to start the year. Like I said, they, uh, they started the season losing to Northern Illinois. Not a banner way to uh, to start a season. So they lose to Northern Illinois. They come back, and they have a, a win against a cupcake team in Week 2. But then Week 3, they play Clemson in Death Valley, and you think this is going to be an absolute blowout by one of the top programs in the country in their home stadium, Georgia Tech. It's going to be just uh, you know miserable for them. They barely lost. They lost by less than a touchdown in Death Valley. They looked good against Clemson. 
And so for Georgia Tech, that really sort of announced to people, hey, this, this team can do something. This program can do something. And then the very next week, this past weekend, they played North Carolina. And North Carolina is a team that uh, was projected. I think they started the season top 10. Uh, they were projected to be one of the top teams in the ACC, maybe even number two just behind Clemson. Uh, they even went into this past weekend ranked. They were uh, ranked 21st in the country playing Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech was uh, about a two-touchdown underdog, and they absolutely pummeled North Carolina. They obliterated the Tar Heels. 45-22 to was the final score. So for Georgia Tech, it was an absolutely dominant performance over North Carolina. And, uh, yeah, this Georgia Tech team looks pretty good. Uh, they, uh, they, they've they got a quarterback in Jeff Sims. Uh, they still, obviously, the, the strategy is still that, uh, that option offense, and they're going to run the ball a ton. But Sims can throw it, and uh, he got over 100 yards in that win over uh, North Carolina. Uh, he's dominant on the ground. He had three touchdowns in that game, 128 yards. And uh, so with this Georgia Tech team, they can put up a ton of points, as we just saw. Uh, they've got uh, a running back named Gibbs, who's good. They've got a running back named Jordan Mason, who's uh, who's good. So, yeah, this is going to be a tough Georgia Tech team to beat. And like I said, it's really the second test of the season. And it'll be interesting to see if they pass it. Because, again, going into the season, everyone thought, yeah, this is a, a gimme win. This is going to be easy for the Panthers. And after Tennessee... I said there's no excuse for them to not start 5-0. and And if I could amend that now, I would say, yeah, it could be acceptable if they start 4-1, and but the one loss has to be to Georgia Tech, can't be to Western Michigan. If they started 4-0 and in the non-conference and then lost to Georgia Tech with how uh, the Yellow Jackets are playing now, not ideal, but I could understand it. Once you lose to Western Michigan this becomes a must-win game. It's the first ACC game. Pitt actually has a chance in the ACC, and not even just the ACC Coastal. They have a chance in the ACC. Now, who's to say what's going to happen because they haven't played an ACC game yet, and we don't know if the Panthers are more like the team that beat Tennessee and pummeled uh, UMass and New Hampshire, or if they're more like the team... Uh, that uh, lost to Western Michigan at home. So we're still not sure what the case is. But if Pitt is like the team that beat Tennessee and like this team we just saw this past weekend, they could come out and say, yeah, they had one awful game against Western Michigan, but it was a fluke and they're better now and they're going to come out and defeat uh, New Hampshire, excuse me, and defeat Georgia Tech. Um, then, yeah, then all of a sudden things start to look pretty good and you have a shot to win the ACC because everyone seems bad. North Carolina seems bad, uh, or at least not that good. Virginia Tech seems not that good. Uh, even Clemson seems not that good. They're out of the playoff hunt, and there's no guarantee for the first time in a long time, there's no guarantee that Clemson's going to win the ACC. So there's an opening for the Panthers to either win the Coastal and even to win the ACC. And I'm not saying that they will do it because I still don't think it's going to happen. But they could. Like I said, there's an opening now. And you can't squander that in your first ACC game against Georgia Tech and lose that game. You have to go out there and win this game. 
because after that Western Michigan loss, that sort of blew up any leeway that you had. If you're Pat Narduzzi, if you're this coaching staff, if you're Pitt in general, any benefit of the doubt goes away after you lose to a directional Michigan. So you have to prove yourself every single week. You can't lose this game to Georgia Tech. You can't lose the next week uh, to Virginia Tech, both on the road. You just can't do it after losing to Western Michigan and expect people to say, yeah, this team is still pretty good. Yeah, this team has a shot. Yeah, things are moving in the right direction. You have to go out there and win these football games. So they've got a great opportunity against Georgia Tech, and a win would be impressive. Georgia Tech is not going to be an easy out, and I'm not saying the pitch should win by a lot, but they just have to win the game. They have to beat Georgia Tech and move to 4-1 and one because then you get back to a position where if after week five, before the season, if someone said five weeks in, Pitt's going to be four and one. You say, okay, that's, that's, you know, with one loss in the non-conference. Okay, that's fine. One and oh in the ACC, four and one overall. That's fine. So you sort of get back to a more normal uh, standard. You get back to what the standard was supposed to be, kind of. Now, obviously, uh, things aren't exactly the same because you can't undo the Western Michigan game. We can't all unsee that. But, like I said, at least on paper, you get back to where it would have been acceptable for a long time to go four and one, lose one game in the non-conference and start out the ACC one and zero heading into Virginia tech. That would be fine. Not great, but fine. So we'll see. We'll see if they can do that. Uh, I'm not sure if they'll be able to, but uh, that is going to be the big test of this weekend. It's uh, Georgia Tech on the road at Bobby Dodd Stadium, 12 o'clock Eastern. That will be on the ACC network, and uh, which Comcast still does not have, which is incredibly frustrating for many of Pitt fans. Uh, but that is the setup at the moment. So Pitt versus Georgia Tech, noon on the ACC network. Uh, before we go, Panther of the Week. Again, I said this was going to be a shorter episode, and it will be. Panther of the Week is going to be Kenny Pickett. I know, obviously, there are a few options. Again, I will shout out Pitt Volleyball. They are number two now in the nation, uh, which I believe is tied for the highest ranking they've ever gotten. This is a phenomenal program, a phenomenal team. And uh, I know right now it's it's sort of weird because with Pitt football and basketball, the the conference schedule, the regular season, it matters so much because there's no real chance they're going to make a run at a national championship. For Pitt Volleyball, it's pretty bizarre, but it's, yeah, the regular season doesn't matter a ton. You expect them to win all the time. Where it's really going to count, where it's really going to matter is the postseason. It's bizarre, but that is where things are now. And and to be fair, that's where things are for Pitt men's soccer and getting there for Pitt women's soccer. That's the 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 penalty and penalty and benefit of success is that the regular season stops becoming too important and you're solely judged on the postseason. So for Pitt volleyball, obviously a long way away from the postseason, but for them, uh, huge uh, huge credit to what they've been able to accomplish so far. And we'll uh, we'll keep watching. We'll keep on top, keep uh, track of that squad. You can always check it out on CardiacHill.com. There's great coverage there. But, yeah, moving forward, we'll certainly be covering pit volleyball. All that said, Panther of the Week, I've got to give it to Kenny Pickett. Uh, just with how he came back with, as I said, he could have left the program. Uh, he, he could have walked away. He could have not gone back into the game after getting injured last week. He could have sat out this week. Uh, 
uh, or even gone out exceptionally early, but he gave it his all out there, and he is committed to getting this program to where he wants them to be. And uh, in just 28 attempts, he had over 400 yards and five passing touchdowns. Monster day for Kenny Pickett. Uh, oh, and he had a rushing touchdown. I should mention that as well. So just a monster day for Kenny Pickett. And uh, so he gets Panther of the Week for this one. That will do it for this episode. Like I said, next episode, a lot more to talk about with the Pitt-Georgia Tech match coming up this weekend. That should be a lot of fun to watch. And for, again, the second, maybe third time this season, we will really learn a lot about this Pitt football team. And if you're going by conference, if you're going by conference championships or championship appearances and Coastal and all that, none of the last four weeks have mattered. None of it. None of that last month mattered. All that matters is the ACC. That starts this weekend, and uh, it's going to be really interesting. So we'll be back next week. Again, uh, the episode's published on Tuesday morning. And uh, again, you can subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Just search for Cardiac Hill and subscribe. Uh, and yeah, we'll be back next week. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Until next time, I'm Corey Cohen, signing off from Unscripted, the Cardiac Hill podcast.